This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 7 Into the Black Pit and Out Again. When they came to the mountain, it proved to be a rugged, towering chunk of deep green glass and looked dismal and forbidding in the extreme. Halfway up the steep was a yawning cave, black as night, beyond the point where the rainbow rays of the colored suns reached into it. The mangaboos drove the horse and the kitten and the piglets into this dark hole, and then, having pushed the buggy in after them, for it seemed some of them had dragged it all the way from the domed hall, they began to pile big glass rocks within the entrance, so that the prisoners could not get out again. "'This is dreadful,' groaned Jim. "'It will be about the end of our adventures, I guess.' "'If the wizard were here,' said one of the piglets, sobbing bitterly, "'he would not see us suffer so.' "'We ought to have called him and Dorothy when we were first attacked,' added Eureka. "'But never mind.' Be brave, my friends, and I will go and tell our masters where you are, and get them to come to your rescue. The mouth of the hole was nearly filled up now, but the kitten gave a leap through the remaining opening, and at once scampered up into the air. The mangaboos saw her escape, and several of them caught up their thorns and gave chase, mounting through the air after her. Eureka, however, was lighter than the mangaboos, and while they could mount only about a hundred feet above the earth, the kitten found she could go nearly two hundred feet, so she ran along over their heads until she had left them far behind and below, and had come to the city and the house of the sorcerer. There she entered, in at Dorothy's window in the dome, and aroused her from her sleep. As soon as the little girl knew what had happened, she awakened the wizard and Zeb, and at once preparations were made to go to the rescue of Jim and the piglets. The wizard carried his satchel, which was quite heavy, and Zeb carried the two lanterns and the oil can. Dorothy's wicker suitcase was still under the seat of the buggy, and by good fortune the boy had also placed the harness in the buggy when he had taken it off from Jim to let the horse lie down and rest. So there was nothing for the girl to carry but the kitten, which she held close to her bosom and tried to comfort, for its little heart was still beating rapidly. Some of the mangaboos discovered them as soon as they left the house of the sorcerer, but when they started toward the mountain, the vegetable people allowed them to proceed without interference, yet followed in a crowd behind them so that they could not go back again. Before long they neared the black pit, where a busy swarm of mangaboos, headed by their princess, was engaged in piling up glass rocks before the entrance. "'Stop! I command you!' cried the wizard, in an angry tone, and at once began pulling down the rocks to liberate Jim and the piglets. Instead of opposing him in this, they stood back in silence until he had made a good-sized hole in the barrier, when, by order of the princess, they all sprang forward, and thrust out their sharp thorns. Dorothy hopped inside the opening to escape being pricked, and Zeb and the wizard, after enduring a few stabs from the thorns, were glad to follow her. At once the mangaboos began piling up the rocks of glass again, 
and as the little man realized that they were all about to be entombed in the mountain, he said to the children, My dears, what shall we do? Jump out and fight? What's the use? replied Dorothy. I'd as soon die here as live much longer among these cruel and heartless people. That's the way I feel about it, remarked Zeb, rubbing his wounds. I've had enough of the mangaboos. All right, said the wizard. I'm with you, whatever you decide. But we can't live long in this cavern, that's certain. Noticing that the light was growing dim, he picked up his nine tiny piglets, patted each one lovingly on its fat little head, and placed them carefully in his inside pocket. Zeb struck a match and lighted one of the lanterns. The rays of the colored suns were now shut out from them forever, for the last chinks had been filled up in the wall that separated their prison from the land of the Mangaboos. How big is this hole? asked Dorothy. I'll explore it and see, replied the boy. So he carried the lantern back for quite a distance, while Dorothy and the wizard followed at his side. The cavern did not come to an end, as they had expected it would, but slanted upward through the great glass mountain, running in a direction that promised to lead them to the side opposite the Mangaboo country. It isn't a bad road, observed the wizard, and if we followed it, it might lead us to some place that is more comfortable than this black pocket we are now in. I suppose the vegetable folk were always afraid to enter this cavern because it is dark, but we have our lanterns to light the way, so I propose that we start out and discover where this tunnel in the mountain leads to. The others agreed readily to this sensible suggestion, and at once the boy began to harness Jim to the buggy. When all was in readiness, the three took their seats in the buggy, and Jim started cautiously along the way, Zeb driving while the wizard and Dorothy each held a lighted lantern so the horse could see where to go. Sometimes the tunnel was so narrow that the wheels of the buggy grazed the sides. Then it would broaden out as wide as a street, but the floor was usually smooth, and for a long time they traveled on without any accident. Jim stopped sometimes to rest, for the climb was rather steep and tiresome. We must be nearly as high as the six colored suns by this time, said Dorothy. I didn't know this mountain was so tall. We are certainly a good distance away from the land of the Mangaboos, added Zeb, for we have slanted away from it ever since we started. But they kept steadily moving, and just as Jim was about tired out with his long journey, the way suddenly grew lighter. And Zeb put out the lanterns to save the oil. To their joy, they found it was a white light that now greeted them, for all were weary of the colored rainbow lights, which, after a time, had made their eyes ache with their constantly shifting rays. The sides of the tunnel showed before them like the inside of a long spyglass, and the floor became more level. Jim hastened his lagging steps at this assurance of a quick relief from the dark passage. And in a few moments more, they had emerged from the mountain and found themselves face to face with a new and charming country. End of chapter 7